Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show, we'll take a look at this week's 8-man football poll, run down all the big matchups this week, plus we got Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane back on the same interview and talk all things 8-man football and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show. Welcome, everybody, to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. This is our eight-man portion of the Week 9 pregame show. It is the third segment. Let's not waste any time. Let's go run down some eight-man scores from Week 8 of the regular season. And in their third straight victory, we got LeBlond over Schuyler County. 37-24 was the final there. North Andrew retains their number one ranking in the eight-man football poll with a victory over Worth County, 30-14. to Albany in a high-scoring game over King City, 56-36 was the final there. Stanbury in a low-scoring game against East Atchison wins, 20-18 was the final there. Southwest Livingston all over Northwest Nottoway, 76-26 was the final there. Mount City rebounds after a two-game skid. They beat DeCamp, 40-12. Stewartsville over Platte Valley, 40-16 was the final. And Pattonsburg with 94 points. On the scoreboard, they defeat St. Paul Lutheran 94-50 to was the final there. Let's run down the eight-man football poll real quick here. North Andrew, like I mentioned, they retained the number one spot in the poll. They're 8-0. Southwest Livingston is number two with a 7-1 record. Also with a 7-1 record, they're number three. Drexel, and then tied at number three is Stanberry with a 6-1 record. And number five, North Shelby with a 6-2 record. It's 5-1 and one at number 6 in the poll is South Holt. Not away Holt at number 7. It is Archie with a 7-1 record on the season. At number 8, East Atchison with a 4-2 record. Mount City with a 6-2 record at number 9. And then Pattonsburg rounds out the poll with a 5-3 record. Also receiving votes at 3-4. It is Albany with 5 votes. And then at 4-3, Worth County with 4 votes on the season. Now, before we run down the GRC and the Highway 275 standings and schedules, let's go ahead. Let's take a quick break real quick, and then we'll run those down whenever we come back. All righty, everybody. Welcome back to the Cliff Notes Podcast's Week 9 pregame show. It is our eight-man portion. Let's run down some standings and the Grand River Conference eight-man division. Now, North Andrew has already clinched the GRC with a 5-0 record. They are out of conference this week, like I mentioned. So, they got Schuyler County this week. Stanbury at 4-1 and one of the conference. Pattonsburg's at 1-2. and two. Also at 1-2 and two is Worth County. 1-3 and three at, is Albany. And then King City rounds out the standings with a 2-4 and four record in the GRC. Let's run down the schedule involving GRC football teams. It is Worth County and Stanbury on the schedule. That's always a big-time rivalry there. And I feel like 2020 is going to offer no exception as far as that. And a high-scoring game could potentially be a high-scoring game. Albany at Pattonsburg is on the schedule. Schuyler County is at North Andrew. Like I mentioned, that's a non-conference game. And then we got a Highway 275 versus GRC matchup with Southwest Livingston visiting King City. Now in the Highway 275, Southwest Livingston, they've already clinched a share of the Highway 275. South Holt, Nottoway Holt, and East Atchison can clinch a share with victories in their respective games this week. All of them are at one loss on the season. Southwest Livingston at 6-1 of the conference. And then East Atchison and South Holt, Nottoway Holt are at 4-1, and one, respectively. East Atchison and South Holt, Nottoway Holt were supposed to play each other in Week 3 of the regular season, but that ended up being canceled due to COVID-19 tracing. So the rest of the standings here, Mount City is at 5-2 in the league. Brockport at 3-2, and, and then tied at 2-5. we got a three-way tie 
between Northwest and Ottawa, Platte Valley, and Stewartsville, all at 2-5 and five in the conference. And then rounding out the conference at 0-6 is the cab. Let's go ahead. Let's run down the schedule as far as Highway 275 football teams. We got Platte Valley at East Atchison, Northwest Nottaway at South Holt Nottaway Holt, Rockport at Mount City, and then rounding out will be DeCab at Stewartsville. We had an opportunity to talk with Devin Abertson and Anthony Cray. We finally got them all back on the same interview after a couple weeks, but I shared this segment on the Cliff Notes Podcast Facebook page earlier. I hope everybody enjoyed that. For those who haven't got to see it, we'll be able to hear it in audio form. Here's Devin Albertson, here's Anthony Crane, here's our interview with them right now. It is the week nine pregame show here on the Clipbook Podcast. We're in our eight-man portion. We got Devin Albertson, we got Anthony Crane. If you need anything about eight-man football, these are your two guys. They're here on the Clipbook Podcast, and we are live. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing well. So, absolutely. You guys are very, very welcome. Definitely adds a very nice presence to the eight-man football coverage. Gentlemen, let's go ahead. Let's talk about week eight. We had some results. Um, anything that really stuck out to you guys? Um, well, the two games that I went to there on Friday, we'll start with um, Albany, King City. Uh, King City has shot themselves in the foot too many times against a good Albany team that's three and four right now, but they could very easily be a six and one team kind of deal. Uh, they're very talented over there. They lost a couple of close games here in conference. And King City, they're really young. Only got two seniors. Neither one of them is big contributors for them. Um, so, Albany, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with here in the playoffs uh, going forward. They got a big win over King City. I think it was 56 to 36. And then the other game I went to was the complete opposite. It was EA Stanbury, uh, 20 to 18. Stanbury wins again by two points after stopping on two point conversion late. So, Stanbury. Very good defensive team. Um, East Adson, I think they're really, really good defensively. There's offensively trying to figure out their identity still. Uh, but two teams that could definitely meet again for a district championship down the road with, I mean, Albany and Mound City and Worth Channel all in that district too. So District 4 is going to be a bloodbath between five really good teams. So good luck getting out of that district. But those are the games I was at on Friday. And it was pretty good football. I got to watch there um, over in that area. Yeah. Uh, King City just kind of had that issue all year. Um, you know, they're a really talented team, uh, but like in the Pattonsburg game, you know, they had like five fumbles. Uh, you saw that uh, against Worth County. Um, they had too many turnovers there. Um, but yeah, the Albany beating them by two or 20 points was really kind of uh, showing to me like where that Albany team is. I know Devin was really high on them for the season. I have my questions, but as of late, they've been really, really good. Um, the game I was at was North Andrew and Worth County. Uh, an impressive showing in the first half from Worth County. They, they looked more like the team we kind of thought they would be at the beginning of the season, uh, getting Aiden Gladstone back. You know, rough first drive, second drive, throws a 65-yard touchdown. Uh, showed some flashes. Then he kind of uh, looked like a guy who hadn't played this season uh really he made some mistakes that uh you know rusty guy would uh and but the good news for worth county is you know they went up against a tough north andrew team that will just pound you um and they did so without a lot of their uh big guys you know out with because of quarantine um so if they can get those guys back that is a whole different worth county team we're talking about um yep. as for north andrew they still 
what concerns me a little bit with them is their uh, – now, Carson Thomas is a fantastic quarterback, great runner, but their passing game is still a bit of an issue. Um, and that worries me once – you know, because they felt like they had to throw the ball a little bit in that game because they were down 14 nothing to Worth County. What happens, you know, come district time or, play, or late in the playoffs when you go up against an off, a talented offensive team like that and you can't just run the ball? Um, so they're going to figure that out. Um, but that's nitpicking a little bit because they're still a really talented team, really well coached, and uh, their running game is fantastic. Yeah, and they're 8-0, and they've went to the GRC undefeated. That's as impressive as it is how good that conference is week in, week out. And as much as I think that North Andrew, Stanbury, East Edgeon all have limitations on offense, they're all good enough defensively. And still, especially North Andrew and Stanbury, adequate enough on offense that they can beat really good teams just by grinding the rock out like that. So when you play good defense like those teams do, you're giving yourself a chance versus other good teams. And that's what kind of separates them from some of the other teams in the state. I think that's why a South Holt Nami Holt can give them some issues because they're also good defensively. Pass coverage a little hit or miss sometimes, but up front, very good against the run, and then also can pound the rock as well. So I think there's some really good matchups coming here in playoff time that I can't wait to see. Yeah, and that's really been, you know, the last three state champions, uh, which is about as far back as my knowledge goes. Um, while they've been good offensively, they've been elite defensively. Um, Absolutely. You, know, you know, Pattonsburg has been great the last few years struggled defensively and always came up short. Um, so teams with great defenses can go a long ways. Um, say what you want about eight-man high scoring. It's normally good defenses that get you state titles. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, gentlemen, I know we got the eight-man football poll out. I know we mentioned it a little bit. We mentioned it at the uh, beginning of the uh, segment here. Um, I always like to ask, um, Did you guys? what do you guys think of the poll, and did you guys have any differences as far as voting? Um, I did. I still have Livingston, my number one team, slightly over North Andrew. It's I'm splitting hairs between the two. I wanted to give Livingston some love the last couple of weeks for them. And um, so I have them just barely. I think if they play each other, I'd take Livingston. I think they're still good defensively, but they're just more explosive on offense. I'd give Livingston a slight edge there. But I think that'd be a fantastic football game. And also, um, South Holt Holt came in at six in this poll. I have them as number, my number four team in the state. So I think myself and Anthony are a little higher on South Holt Holt than some of the other voters are. That's fine. They, it's kind of happened. I've noticed in the polls a little bit. If a team goes into quarantine for a week, if they can't play due to COVID, everyone kind of forgets about them and drops the spot, even though they just didn't play because it was out of their control. They've lost two games this year and they haven't had to quarantine. There's been other teams have been quarantined instead of them. So they fell a spot in the poll. North, Andrew, North Shelby got a big win over Oric and jumped them, but. Other than that, um, I don't have – personally, I don't have Mount C in my top ten right now because of how they're currently constructed. Um, so they've been ravished with injuries over there at Mount City. And it's, they're not the same team they were three weeks ago. So I actually have Albany and Pattonsburg both ranked over Mount City um, this past week going to the polls. But overall, I think it's pretty even. Uh, I think we've done a pretty good job so far with the polls this year and getting everybody – the top ten is pretty solidified with whoever kind of thinks. Yeah, and like we talk about every week, there are eight really, really good teams in the top ten. Um, so you can be a bit picky. You know, for me, I still kept North Andrew at number one. I think they've played the toughest schedule and been the most impressive. Southwest may have the more talented team. They may have the best offensive and defensive player in the state. You know, you could argue that. Um, mm-hmm. But I still, you know, Drexel has done everything that they can. Uh, they're undefeated, uh, no matter what Misha says. Um, so that's why 
So that's why I still have them at number two. And like I said, Southwest may be the most talented team, and they're at number three. The only issue I have with maybe them not being higher is they haven't played a even an average team in like a month. Um, so I, I'll be yeah. So I will be interested to see how they handle King City, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the first half, because as we saw with like North Shelby early in the season, they go through a month of a soft schedule, come up to North Andrew, and it takes them a while to get adjusted. Um, yep. I I think that Southwest is you know, the most talented team there, but you know it may take a bit. And King City's not a team that you can overlook. And I know that Coach Magruder won't do that, um, but then he has to worry about teenagers not doing that as well. So, um, but yeah, like you, I I think I had Southhold at number four. Uh, they've just been really good uh, because of the quarantine thing. You know, kind of like uh, Southwest, their schedule hasn't been brutal. Plus, you had the Mountain City, and that wasn't the same Mountain City team. Um, mm-hmm. So, kind of the issue with those 275 teams is if they're not playing each other in the top four, it, it's not great after that. And so, yep. Well, definitely. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I think Devin and I were basically on the same page for once. Just rank me in football. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, uh, we'll have a well. Definitely, have plenty of time. Definitely, to settle all that as we get the postseason coming up next week. But we do have one more week of regular season play. We got a few matchups that um, we are going to discuss. Uh, number one is one, not one, but two of the eight man football games of the week, according to the eight man football Twitter page. This one is um, Worth County at Stanbury. It's always been a big rivalry ever since I can remember. At least definitely uh, studying football and uh, being a KQ for so long and definitely having to pay attention to eight-man football. Worth County and Stanbury is just always one of those big games here. Definitely, gentlemen, let's break down the 2020 version of that game. Well, you know, Stanbury has been – I was a little down on them early in the year. The, you know, offensively, the chemistry didn't really look like it was there. Um, but over the past few weeks, they've been really impressive. And, you know, watching them – uh, against North Shelby and then Pattonsburg. I was really impressed with the front five, six, whatever you want to call it, on defense. They're really big, really athletic. Um, and I expected them and East Atchison to play the kind of game they did last week. Uh, for Worth County, it'll be interesting to see if now having another week with Aiden Gladstone in there, um, if that offense will prove to be even better this week. They're still going to hurt because they're still going to be missing – uh, there's, you know, some of their starting offensive line and defensive line too, in which you kind of saw that while they have good depth with everyone there, um, it's not the same without those guys. And, you know, Stanbury's a little bit like North Andrew, where they're just going to keep running at you. So we'll see. I expect it to be a close game. Uh, listening to Coach Healy a little bit after the North Andrew game, uh, he's ready for Stanbury. He's, he's fired up. And I think if he can get those kids to kind of carry that same attitude, I, I they have a chance they can beat Stanbury. That's still a really good Worth County team with Gladstone and Alarcon. Um, so I expect a really good game to go either way, much like it has, you know, in the past few years. Uh, it, so. Yeah, and for me personally, Stanbury – uh, since week five, when they played Pattonsburg, they've been through a gauntlet of Pattonsburg, North Andrew, North Shelby, East Atchison. There's not going to be a tougher four-game stretch in the year you're going to see other than that right there for Stanbury. Um, they're 3-1 and one that stretch. They had the wake-up call versus North Andrew where they got 
pushed around a little bit on the field. But ever since then, they've played a lot better defensively, and the offense has come around a little bit versus two good defenses there with the Raiders and the Wolves and North Shelby and East Atchison. So I think Stanberry is very well and battle-tested here in the last few weeks. Uh, but I'm worried that the schedule might be wearing them down just a little bit here on offense towards the end of the year. And if you're Worth County, I think you can capitalize on that. Gladstone's second game back. Um, Alarcon was surprisingly quiet last week, only about 50 yards, I think, versus North Andrew. North Andrew did a great job of corralling him in that game. I don't know if Stanbury can do the same. Uh, I don't know if Alarcon's going to have back-to-back games under 150 yards kind of deal. So I think he's going to have a really good game for Worth County. This can be a little higher scoring. Um, and I think if it's higher scoring, it goes to Worth County's advantage. If it's lower scoring, it's Stanbury's advantage, absolutely, because I think Worth County can get frustrated with their offense a little bit at times. Um, but I think this is a toss-up game. Two teams that definitely don't like each other very much because for the last 20 years, whoever won this game had a better chance to win a state championship game. It's kind of the way it's kind of gone. They've kind of prevented each other from winning state championships over the past few years, and Worth County's always been kind of the older brother to Sanbury, except for here recently, I guess. Um, so we'll see how it kind of goes. Um, but I think Sanbury has a slight edge in this, but as Anthony said, I would not be surprised if Worth County won this and just – threw a wrench in district standings going to the last week, going into the playoffs, which would just be, I, I, vote, I vote for chaos. So let's see it happen. Absolutely. Well, I, I want to piggyback off that real quick because you made me think of something uh, with Alarcon. And that may be just the adjustment that Healy is trying to make offensively um, because, you know, they are able to pass the ball now. Um, now he needs to figure out whether that's the best way to go about it or if Alarcon really needs to still be the main focus of that offense. One thing I always joked around with, um, definitely I'm talking to Coach Hill. I've had him on the show for the past several weeks now. It seems like I, um, I, every week I'm always like, dude, I am so sorry for bugging you every single week, but it seems like every single week you guys have a big game on the schedule. And we always want to try on the Cliff Bills podcast to have the coaches with the big games on the schedule. Definitely yep. to beef up the podcast a little bit. But um, let's talk about the other eight and a half football game of the week. And this is one that I have some interest in. We got five and one. We got five and one Northwest Hughesville against five and against four and four Bishop LeBlonde. You know, LeBlonde, they've won. They've won their four games. They've won four out of their last five. That's where their four wins have really came from, including three in a row. They're also the uh, Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 team of the week. By the way, um, shout out to Coach Davis and those boys. Definitely take care of business here. But um, definitely, let's let's break down this game a little bit. Yeah, I decided to have this one. I was looking a couple weeks ago for week nine to swear on our game of the week for Missouri 8-man be this week. And, of course, Worth County stand breaking to mind, Albany and Pattonsburg. But I kept looking at the schedule, and I thought, you know what, Hughesville, if LeBlanc can win a couple of games here late, they'll be coming in hot to this game. And they're two teams that I haven't seen in person this year yet. Um and I get a lot of flack for not covering some of the teams that are out in Northwest Missouri. So Northwest Hughesville has been wanting me to kind of go one of their games. So they're coming to my backyard pretty much there in St. Joe's. I'm based here out of Kansas City. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give them some love here and go to their game this week, kind of see what Northwest Hughesville kind of looks like in person and how LeBlanc's kind of developing through this year. I know early on this year they had to play Pattonsburg and North Andrew to start the year, which is a brutal start. And then a pretty good Donovan West team. And then they got a win, and they played Archie, who's another top-10 team. So their start was really rough against some good teams. They played well in spots there. They were a young team trying to figure themselves out. Um, but here recently, they've got some wins over some lesser opponents and gained some confidence for a young team. And sometimes for your young team, it's not about who you beat. It's just by winning games and 
creating a winning culture that really helps you kind of grow as a program. And you're seeing that a lot with LeBlanc and Northwest Hughesville, who was co-op with Sacred Heart, who was in a state championship game back in 2017. They lost to Worth County. Their program, Sacred Heart's won in the past. They're finally getting their football kids back out. And I'm really excited to see how they look against a LeBlanc team. I think it's going to be a really good football game. And both teams have a lot at stake when it comes to district seating because LeBlanc's trying to stay in that five spot to kind of avoid a Pattonsburg in the first round again. Um, and Northwest Hughes was trying to stay in that three spot in district number one so they can um, avoid Drexel possibly in the second round. So I'm very interested to see how these two teams play. They both have a lot on the line, a lot to prove here. And I kind of have a spotlight for maybe in the game of the week for both these teams. Yeah, it's been it's been really impressive what Northwest Hughesville has been able to do this year. And you can say the same about LeBlond. Uh, for me, you know, the Eagles, I think a lot of what they've been able to do is you got to credit the coaching with Coach Davis. And then he has, you know, Coach Tony Dudick there uh, who has been coaching, you know, 40 years. Um, and I think they finally have that program moving in the right direction. Um, you know, because it wasn't that long ago they were 11-man. Uh, then they finally switched to eight man and they've had issues with getting kids out to play. And I think they finally got some talent there, some young talent, a little bit of inexperience too. But I think while their schedule early on was brutal, it may have been good for them uh, now. And you kind of see that once it lightened up a little bit, uh, you know, cause like with that stretch of Pattonsburg, North Andrew, you know, there are a lot of teams that are going to struggle with that. Um, but what you want to see from LeBlanc is win the games you should win. And that's what they've been able to do. And I, I think Coach Davis has done a hell of a job there. Absolutely, definitely. Uh, Coach Davis has done a pretty good job there. Definitely going to be really interesting that game. Um, got some big t- – got some other got – got another couple games here. We got Albany and Pattonsburg. What about Pattonsburg dropping 94 on St. Paul Lutheran last week? And, you know, they've been dropping points. All year long, and we got Albany. You know, Albany gave North Andrew everything they wanted and so much more. And you know, they're coming off that win against King City. And you no, know, they played this team tough. I think this could be one of the best games of the evening. What do you guys think? Well, I think yeah, Pattonsburg Pat- established the run last week, and that's why they were able to be so successful. <laughs> oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about that. They ran for like an abnormal 200 yards against St. Paul Lutheran. A lot of the Lutheran went to three-man front and just said three in the box and played coverage. And then the Reed kid for them at quarterback just torched him on the ground, which is a smart thing to do. Coach Cavan, he loves to throw the ball, but he's not afraid to run it if they're just going to give him yards there on the ground. So, um, Pattonsburg, a good win for them. I was kind of worried about them in that game because Lutheran plays a completely different style than they do, how they would handle that physicality that Lutheran kind of brought. But they decided, hey, we're just going to go to a fast break and just – run them off the field with our offense. And that's what Pattonsburg wants to do versus most teams. They haven't been able to do that versus a Stanbury North Andrew this year. Um, but they were able to do that versus Lutheran. So a big win for Pattonsburg last week. But I think Albany has the athletes on the outside to maybe contend with them a little bit more than they have in the past. Um, I expect that Caden Hutchinson is going to be on Cameron Jones. It's going to be a matchup to watch. Hutchinson is one of the better defensive backs in the state. And Cameron Jones is the best receiver in the state by a pretty wide margin. The kid's a freak. I know um, his father posted a video on Twitter there Friday night with him in the corner of the end zone, toe tap catch. It was like, that's, that's, that's dang impressive. I mean, he was a triple jump champ as a sophomore two years ago. And he tore his ACL last year and he's back to being explosive this year. Um, I think a really good game. I just think Albany is a more complete team. So I would actually think Albany to beat Pattonsburg here, but I thought about going to this game, but I wanted to be home before Saturday morning. So I decided not to, cause this is going to be a long, long game with a lot of points being scored. 
Yeah, the thing with Pattonsburg, they're a lot like King City and I, what I was talking about earlier is, you know, you watch them and the games with Stanbury and teams like that. It wasn't so much those teams stopping them. It's, you know, Zane Reed, who has been really impressive. I, system or not, for a kid that hasn't played football in a few years uh, and has never played quarterback, what he's been able to do this year has been really impressive. But you've seen against really good competition when he really – uh, when things aren't going their way, he'll tend to force it a little bit, and they tend to shoot themselves in the foot quite a bit. Um, but when they're clicking, they are borderline unstoppable, especially when you have a guy like Cameron Jones, who, as good as Stanbury is defensively, he still torched them. Um, now, the problem with Stanbury or Pattensburg is the other side of the ball, is which they can't stop anyone. Um, and part of that is their scheme. They just – they want the ball back right away. <laughs> so their goal is to just go out there and outscore everyone. Um, but this is intriguing because while I wasn't blown away with Albany's talent, um, they have a really good coach in Coach Fountain. Mm-hmm. And I think that – what say what you want about them. They're always competitive. They're always in games. And I think that's going to be the – probably what decides it is – you know, can uh, Pattonsburg move the ball um, and can they make enough stops to get the win? Um, but then on the other side of the ball, can Albany score enough points to keep up with them? So that's why it's intriguing. Absolutely. Yeah, for Pattonsburg, one quick, one quick stat here, Zane Reed, uh, 4,000 total yards so far this year, averaging just over 500 yards per game. Um, 50 passing touchdowns and 15 more on the ground. So he's got 65 total touchdowns. Still behind the pace that Will Height was on last year for him, but that's also like superhero stuff. Not bad for a first-year starter there, leading the state in both total yards and total touchdowns. By about 1,000 yards and by 11 touchdowns, both over West Hughes for Livingston, who's second in those. So uh, they put up yards and points in a hurry there at Pattonsburg, but not the number one scoring offense so far this year. So a little disappointment there. Um. Did I just read a stat? Was that an eight-man football stat line, or was that a Madden stat line? That's what I'm trying to Yes. Do. Yes for Pattonsburg. That's all it is. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, it's not really even like – I don't even get blown away by it anymore. It's just he'll tell me to look at the stats, and I'll be like, oh, okay. You guys threw for 500 yards again. Good job. I don't know what to tell you. Y'all. You guys always uh, do that. It's, it's like, oh, LeBron had triple-double. Oh, great. He always does that. Like, Pattonsburg puts up points. He scored 70, Coach. I, I kind of assume at this point. <laughs> That's because LeBron didn't have to play Jordan. <laughs> oh, come on. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're not doing this today. That's a, that's a debate for another time. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go ahead and let's get to our next game real quick. We got one more that we're going to talk about this week. Uh, I think this could be pretty, pretty interesting, too. It's the um, number two team in eight-man football. Um, Devin's number one team in eight-man football, Southwest Livingston. They're going to be taking on King City in a um, one of these um, inter interconference matchups between the Highway seven, the Highway two seventy five and the GRC eight man division. Definitely, um, talk about this game real quick, guys. I think King City is a very good football team, especially with um, Wells back at quarterback. Matt's another dimension. He kind of struggled a bit there on Friday against a good Albany team. Uh, Parker Muff is still a guy who's going to get his. I mean, he leads the state in rushing. Uh, I can pull his stats up real quick. He's He's a stud there. He's had 1,800 yards after 225 a game. 27 rushing touchdowns was tied first with the coffee kid down at Drexel. Um, he's a very good running back. Has some fumble issues. I think he's starting to correct a little bit. But once he gets the ball in open space, 
he's just too big to bring down. You're going to try to chase him down. It's just too much, too hard to do there. Um, if I'm King City, I run away from Jaden Sears' side of the football and just pound the other side all day just because I'm not running at number 40. I think he's the best DN in the state. Uh, and then for King City, on the other side of the ball, can they deal with Livingston's speed on the outside with, first of all, Chase Neptune, who's dealing with a bit of an injury right now, but it's still he's still very explosive. Just we'll see how healthy he can be going into playoff time. They also have Keeney and Hare and Warren out of the backfield there with Hughes slinging the ball and still a pretty elusive runner out of the backfield. They just have so many options on the outside, and there's so much space to work with them. They're a more physical offensive version of Pattonsburg. They're not quite as explosive on the outside without a Cameron Jones and stuff like that, but they're more diverse with their offense. They can run the ball a little bit more um, out of the backfield there, and they're better defensively. So I think I think Southwest wins this game, but as Anthony said earlier, I want to see how they do against a team that's going to punch back a little bit more than the teams they have played here recently. So we'll see how they kind of do with that. Yeah, basically everything that Devin said. Um what I'll add is if these two teams are playing each other at their best, Southwest wins. Close, I think it's a close game, but Southwest wins. So kind of back to that point of is Southwest going to be ready to go against King City uh, after ha- having, you know, like a month basically of playing two quarters? Because um, if they do that, if they're not ready, uh, King City could shock them. Um, yep. But, you know, watching, like you said, King City, that is not a shocking win, I don't believe, if they are able to win this game, just because, you know, you have the be- you know, one of the best running backs in the state. Uh, Wells is a fantastic quarterback. I, w- I was blown away with the way he was able to throw the ball in his first game back, um, just as, you know, the touch he has. It was, it was great watching him. Um, but um, – Young team. Young team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but a really, really talented young team. Um, big up front. Mike's are big up front. Yeah, and that's kind of the uh, thing you hear from uh, 275 coaches against the GRC teams is, you know, while some of the 275 can compete, they're, they don't get the physicality like they do in the GRC. Um, so that would be another thing to look at um, for that Southwest defense is whether they can handle that physicality. Um, and mm-hmm. Parker Muff, who is a big kid, constantly running at you um like you said i'd run away from Jaden sears but uh, from watching him even when teams do that he still manages to uh (laughs) mess things up so i think that'd be a really fun game uh and the last time we challenged southwest physically said hey can they manage this team physically with south week two and they won that game by 30 so we'll kind of see if they can respond the same way here or if the physical index does get to them yeah, but even then, even with that win, that was a lot of South Holt, you know, poor defensive scheme and making bad mistakes. South yep. Holt still beat the hell out of <laughs> out of Southwest, and they will tell you that. Um, yeah, Magruder said they're like, oof, that's a physical team. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I think, you know, trying to pick you know, game of the week is difficult this week um, mm-hmm. because I really – I think that would be a great game too. Well, gentlemen, um, we uh, those are the big games this week. I know um, – I know we got a lot to discuss next week. I tell you what, if you guys are big fans of Devin and Anthony, you're really going to like them next week because we got a big show lined up for you next week. Gentlemen, I know you guys both have podcasts. Let's go ahead. Let's pump those real quick before we get out of here. I'll go with mine first. Straight Up Sports. Um, it's, under, it's at show underscore straight on Twitter. Uh, but mainly just follow the Moyet Man Football Facebook and Twitter accounts. I tweet out everything from there. Um, and just my Twitter account's at Devin Albertson. 
I do all my stuff there. Enjoy it. Um, I also enjoy Anthony's podcast. Always a lot of laughs there with his. I'll let him kind of pump it. <laughs> yeah, um, because, you know, Devin and I, between the two of us, do about four different eight-man podcasts a week. Uh, I want to do something a little different. Uh, Devin and I, we spend a lot of time with these coaches. You, you see the other side of them. And so with my podcast, I kind of wanted to show that. Um, you know, we talked a little bit of football, um, but it's really, you know, it's getting to know uh, Coach Dean and Coach Cavan. And, you know, this week it was Coach Barron's. Uh, all three really entertaining guys. Um, mm-hmm. So check out the Anthony Crane podcast. I, it's not as creative as Devin's, but uh, <laughs> I went with simple instead. Well, gentlemen, that's going to be it for week nine. Devin Albertson, Anthony Crane. Uh, like I said, next week, got a huge show lined up for you. We've got district play, the funnest time of the year. And I know eight man is going to be really, really fun. So I know these two are going to have a lot to say next week. That will be for next week. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on again. And um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. And don't forget, establish the run. And we want to thank David Albertson and Anthony Cray for both joining the show this week. We'll have much more from them next week as we head towards an interesting eight-man bracket as far as district play is concerned. That's it for our eight-man portion. We got one more segment coming up. That's our Kansas portion. We got Johnny Kane back on the show this week, and we got interviews with Riverside head coach Bryce Payton and Mar Hill head coach Brandon Wilkes. We'll hear from both of them on the next segment of the Cliff Notes podcast, Week 9 pregame show.